It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rubber gloves have touched so much dirty stuff. And the only way to put on rubber gloves is to touch the rubber gloves. So then you take the dirty stuff that the rubber gloves are living with and then you put them on your fingers and then you stuff them into rubber and then you sweat and then it all goes into your skin so you're basically much worse off than if you use your mouth the drift with jeff lloyd and annabelle port hello hello how are you feeling about the window being open it's quite hot in here, so I'm fine. But what do you think about the ambient drilling? <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I thought maybe it would be nice for the Adrift listeners if, you know, some, some of the atmos of a early summer's day in London drifted in through the window. But you are right. It's mainly just people doing construction work down the road. Yeah. yeah. But let's see how it goes. Okay. Let's, let's see how it goes. Um, so it was Father's Day this last weekend, yeah, yeah. which I enjoy greatly since I've become a father. And prior to becoming a father, uh, it would just mean me ringing my dad once a year and then saying Happy Father's Day and him going, I don't bloody care about Father's Day. Load of old nonsense invented by Hallmark. Right. You know, this this type of thing. But yeah. uh, since I've become a father myself, I just really love being lavished with attention by my family, of course, which yeah. is uh, what happened this year. So they, they took me out for the day. Uh, we went to Greenwich. It went badly mm-hmm. from the off. Oh dear. So we, we got on the bus close to our house to begin our journey. And as I'm getting on the bus, I clipped a woman's heel with the pram. I was pushing the pram. Mm. And this woman goes, Jesus. Oh, really? So, so I go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, that is your worst, isn't it? So I start. Yeah. I mean, I, I straight away I look like a crazy person. Yeah. So I'm shouting after. Excuse me. I said sorry. Oh, no. I did, did. Did you not hear me? I I said sorry. And then my wife, who I I always feel quite betrayed in this situation, she starts going, Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, come away, come away. Oh. Why is that the only situation in which I can be assertive? It, that in the cinema. It's it's like it, it's a red rag to a bull to you. It just sets you off, people not accepting your apology. Yeah. It's just your thing. Yeah. We've all got it. Um, so so then was that. And then, you know, part of the journey was on the Docklands Light Railway, which are these trains we have here in London, which are driverless. Yeah, so and the great thing about that is you can sit in the front seat. Mm. And pretend that you're the train driver. That's the best. Which my three-year-old son was looking forward to doing so much 
only we got onto the train yeah, yeah. and there were adults in the front seats. Adults. Yeah. Well. Because everybody wants to sit in them as a thing. Three-year-olds, 30-year-olds, eight-year-olds, we all want to sit in that seat. So I did try being passive-aggressive. I'm gone. What did you do? I sort of sat behind them. Yeah. And Jean's going like, me me want be train driver. Yeah. I said, oh, everyone does. Even the adults, even the adults, sometimes the grown-ups, want, they want to sit there and pretend <laughs> that they're the train driver. They like pretending that. They're... I know it's a thing that kids really like doing. <laughs> oh. But even grown-ups were in the hope that they'd have the self-awareness to mm. say, oh, no, please, Mm-mm. please. Or the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying I'm not, to I'm not pretending to be a driver. <laughs> I, I was just the only spare seat. Didn't work, though. Oh. Didn't work. Um, and then so the, the, only, uh, the, the only other thing that happened on Father's Day, I mean, I did have a lovely day, so, but I'm leaving all those bits out because mm. they're not very driftery. Mm. Um, we, we went on the Cutty Sark, which is a very, very famous ship. It was a tea clipper in the 19th century. And now it has a permanent home in Greenwich in southeast London. And they've built... It's really wonderful. You can go inside it and they've built a little museum all, all around it. So, you know, um, we go in there and, and I, I don't pay for anything all day because it's Father's Day. So Sarah's buying the tickets and she says, oh, can you hold my coffee for me? So I say, sure. So she gets the tickets, we go in. And then one of the people who work at the museum, they say, excuse me, you can't bring hot drinks in here. Oh. Which I would never have brought a hot no, drink in there. This no. is what eats away at yeah, me. Yeah. I'm the type of person who knows not to do that. Mm-mm. And I was just holding it for her. Oh, the agony of this. Yeah. What did you do? Well, what I wanted to do was saying, see, Sarah, I told you, <laughs> I told you they wouldn't let us bring hot drinks in here. Mm-hmm. I would never have done it myself. But instead, I just went, oh, sorry. You didn't even go, oh, it's my wife's. <laughs> I you should have done, I should have done, amazing shouldn't I? Yeah. Of you. Well done. I really hate holding things for other people. Do you? Yeah, just because of the, the sort of pressure of it, there's something like that can happen. <laughs> the other one that I don't like, and I'm embarrassed to admit this because I don't consider myself this type of man at all, mm. but like, I really don't like holding my wife's bag. Oh, I, I don't think anyone does, do they? And then when I hold it, oh. I try and hold it yeah. in a way. It suggests you're just holding it, it's yeah. not yours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, slightly yeah. away from you, yeah. Yes. You're not holding it over yeah. your shoulder, but you're holding yeah. it by hand slightly yeah. away from you. It's pathetic. Well, so pathetic. Thinks, saying, well, he's definitely not a handbag guy. <laughs> he's definitely not one of those guys. He's just holding it for someone. Uh, yeah, it's pathetic. When you stop thinking, your mind begins to start loving. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Oh, touch it. That's it. We would love to hear from you, please, about your own social ineptitude. I think like it, a lot of the stories on this podcast are a bit like if aliens came to Earth and tried to blend in with human beings. <laughs> be like a podcast for the aliens uh, who, who couldn't quite get it right and they were sharing stories with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the, the general note. Although the stuff I was just talking about there, kind of losing my temper in the bus queue and the passive aggression on the uh, on the train um i think that that's almost like undriftery behavior so have you got any stories of like despite being a drifter 99% of the time the the 1% when you just snap oh yes that yes. would be good yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway if you haven't sent us a story yet we would love to hear from you similarly if you have but you've accumulated more in the meantime then uh, do take the time to write us an email we love it it's uh, one of the things that uh, both Annabelle and me and your and your fellow drifters in fact 
enjoy the most about the podcast. So please share your story. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. First one is from Wise Regent Tanchira. This incident happened a few years ago, I think 2014. It was my first time travelling in continental Europe. Here is the background to this incident. On my very first day in Barcelona, someone stole my handbag, which had my phone, wallet and passport in it. I got an emergency passport from the embassy in Madrid and we were about to fly out of there to another country in the region when the ground staff of a certain low-cost European airline told me that I couldn't board the plane because my emergency passport didn't have my Schengen visa in it. For those who aren't familiar with this concept, a Schengen visa allows nationals of some countries, I suppose non-Europeans, to travel through the countries in the Schengen travel area of continental Europe. They didn't care that I'd been robbed, although I obviously did have a valid Schengen visa because immigration would have seen it when I was allowed into the country in the first place. To add insult to injury, another European airline we spoke to advised me just to cut our holiday short and go home in an offhand tone. I've been looking forward to this trip for months and it had only just begun. We weren't about to give up and get on the next nine-hour flight home. Very upset, my partner and I stayed in Madrid for a bit longer and spoke to my embassy again. And they recommended that we try a different airline. We followed the advice and the second airline staff were extremely sympathetic and we landed in Paris. Because of this disruption, we had to curtail our planned multi-country European tour and ended up not going to Italy. So you can probably imagine how I felt when, on the tarmac at Paris Orly Airport, way to disembark, I saw a plane belonging to the airline that had refused to let me board. I proceeded to stick my middle finger up at it. (laughs) Then I realised, to my utter horror, that at that exact moment, a member of the ground staff came to unload luggage from our plane and saw me sticking my finger up. And we made eye contact, his mouth hanging open. I'd been in France for less than two minutes and had already insulted someone, someone who was only doing his job. What could have gone through his head? Why does this random stranger hate me so much? There was no way for me to mime, oh, sorry, that wasn't meant for you. You're you're doing a great job. I was flipping off that plane behind you. Have a great day. (laughs) What was I to do? I don't remember what I did. Clearly, I've tried to repress this memory, but I probably ducked away from the plane window in embarrassment, trying my best to disappear into a travel sickness bag or something. (laughs) And this is from Jennifer. And she says... This happened to me around Halloween time and it and it's when I'm reminded of it, I'm sure I get a pained look on my face just in recalling it. It doesn't make it any better that it was an event of my own wasn't an event of my own doing and instead was my child. But for any of you parents out there with children that can say more than a few words, chances are you'll have gone through something similar. We just moved to a new city, new state, a good seven hour drive from where we previously lived. My husband and I had packed up our cats and our almost two year old and started over in this new suburb. It took a while to get used to it. It's a lot less busy and, well, a lot less interesting than where we used to live. But many people in the area seem to know each other. Makes sense. We live in an area of the country where it's normal to say hello to complete strangers, make small talk in elevators, etc., We spent months getting settled, getting our bearings, smiling to everyone, meeting neighbours, finding a preschool. Our daughter had just turned two right before Halloween. And it was around then that Sam's Club were having a deal where parents of very young children could get a discounted year-long membership. I'm almost certain you have Costco's in the UK. Well, Sam's Club is basically the same. A huge warehouse with random items in bulk. You want a platter of veggies for a party? You better be ready to feed 20 people with the size of them. Out of ketchup, you can only buy five gallons, sorry, no less. Crates of cereal that would feed an army, 
that sort of thing. There's a general hum of the customers echoing off the walls of the warehouse, interrupted by the occasional, hey honey, can we get through 800 size 2 diapers before he'll grow out them in a few months? <laughs> After navigating all of the aisles with my boat-sized cart, in which my daughter was sitting in the seat of, I got to one of the long lines. It takes forever to check out of these stores, even though a lot of the aisles are open. So you just kind of pick one and hope the people in line in front of you aren't trying to pay with foreign currency or has a I need to speak with your manager attitude when they come up to the cashier. I was in the middle of the line, one shopper ahead of me and two behind me, and started to get ready to unload my items on the conveyor belt, when all of a sudden my daughter got a huge, incredulous smile on her face and pointed at someone slightly behind me, but in another line next to us. Mummy, look, a pirate! I turned to look and thought I'd be waving and smiling at a child dressed up as a pirate. It was Halloween after all. Nope, I turned around with a smile to look, and the smile is slowly wiped off my face when I realised she was pointing at and yelling about and calling attention to an older gentleman wearing an eye patch. Oh no. Definitely oh no. not a costume. A few people tried to muffle their laughter, and I'm sure my face was as red as a beet. He glared at us with his one working eye the whole time we were in the line, and I just tried to unload and pay as quickly as possible. My daughter, at the age where children do anything but listen to their parents... Kept pointing and giggling. Oh, it's awful. Not maliciously, but it made no difference. I haven't gone back to Sam's Club since. Oh, if you were that man, though, wouldn't you have gone, yar? Oh, you'd wear a hat, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so so there's a, uh, I mean, that's a potential topic for uh, for exploring, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, being, being made more socially awkward by your own children yeah, yeah. and uh, accidentally insulting somebody as per that middle finger mm-hmm. there. Please share your story with us. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Adrift. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Adrift. Time now on Adrift for the latest instalment of how Annabelle isn't a fully functioning adult. Yeah, so this is Ways in Which I'm Not a Fully Functioning Adult, Part 21. Ways in Which I Think I'm a Fully Functioning Adult, But I'm Not. Okay. So I drove to my parents' home on Sunday, which is the first time I've ever done this. Not because we've been estranged since I've been able to drive since uh, 17, but I've only actually had a car for the last few years. And in those few years, my boyfriend's either driven to my parents or I've got the train. Plus, there were those two times when my dad came all the way to pick me up in my 40s. Though I like to think <laughs> that the good that this shows in him cancels out the bad in me that I let this happen. How much of it is fear about having to parallel park when you get to the other end? It's, it's all of it. It's the driving, it's right, the setting right, off, it's right. being in the car, it's the parking. The <laughs> the everything. It's the every, it's the every, it's just the everything. The <laughs> <laughs> like, as you know, I'm not a competent driver. I've mentioned this many times. Right. So this is the very first time I've driven there myself. And as I'm driving, in the few fleeting seconds when I'm not concentrating with every ounce of my being, when I allow some thought in other than focus on the road, focus on the road oh is that car going to put out in front of me oh god oh god oh no no it's okay should i overtake this car doing 30 in a 50 area no better not risk it okay i need to turn right in 10 miles better start mentally preparing now <laughs> this kind of thing i allowed the thought to enter my head that this is so grown up i am so grown up driving in my own car to my mum and dad's <laughs> So I felt really good with this thought until it also struck me that I'd chosen to take a much longer route that avoids motorways because I'm scared of motorways. So I'm so grown up that I just skip straight to elderly lady that maybe shouldn't 
still be on the roads. I didn't drive home. My boyfriend, who'd said that he was too tired to drive on the way there, said he couldn't stand how slowly I drove. So I was driven home, sitting in the back, eating sweets and watching Peter Rabbit on the iPad with my son. I get the same feeling, though, when I so I drive here when I come here for mm. work. I drive because it's much quicker. And I had to get petrol today. And it's probably the third time ever I filled up a car with petrol, which is even more old lady than me. Like when my son's old enough, I'll be getting him to do it for me. <laughs> and I was a bag of nerves because I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm really nervous about it. But I wanted £20 and I got it with the pet- petrol pump. I got it exactly on the £20 and I was so pleased. But then I was really annoyed that the cashier didn't acknowledge it. Like, why don't they say, oh, oh <laughs> nice that was good. Yeah, yeah, because I was really proud of it. Finally, owning a car, though, has meant that I now get to do what I consider to be the one other really grown-up thing. And it's probably very everyday for a lot of people. But even after the three years I've now been doing it, it still feels very mature and responsible. And, and I've got this kind of thing. And it's using a trolley at the supermarket. Because before I had a car, I could only ever buy what I could then carry home. So I could only use a basket. And I avoided heavy stuff like tins. Otherwise, I'd have to stop every few minutes on the way home to rest my arms. And I was always massively tempted to get a shopper bag on wheels like old ladies. <laughs> I still don't understand why it's not socially acceptable. I know, I know. Why? I mean, it's totally fine to have wheels on your suitcase. And that's mostly just clothes for a week's holiday. There are no heavy tins in there, unless you're the kind of person who takes baked beans on holiday, which I'm not yet. But if I st- still didn't have a car, I'd probably pursue this more. Like try and get the wheeled shopping bag to take off for the under 80s. <laughs> And I'd also particularly want the ones that you push in front of you rather than pull behind you so you can lean on it. <laughs> so it's like it's almost like a Zimmer frame on wheels. Exactly that, but you put your shopping in it. Anyway, it's irrelevant because I've got a car now, so I can use the supermarket trolley and push it along like I'm extremely mature. And the only thing that taints it slightly is the 15 minutes it takes me to get into a space in the car park. <laughs> it's, they're very narrow. It's, it's very, very tricky. There are some things that move down the stream... Some of them are called Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. It's coming past you, and on the sale is written G-L-A-P, which stands for GLAP. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. The organization. Adrift. Do you think I'm allowed to tell them the news? The news? The news. What is the news? The big event. The big event. Oh, the big event. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I am delighted to announce that for one day only, Annabelle and I are reuniting on the radio. Yes. So I've been uh, covering, and is, I'm only there as a stopgap for the time being, but I've been covering Saturday mornings on BBC Radio 5 Live due to an odd circumstance that arose that we don't need to go into here. But suffice it to say, Willy Wonka has left the chocolate factory mm-hmm. and I'm there as a caretaker until they sort of sell it and make it into luxury flats is is what's happened. And anyway, uh, so I've been working on BBC Radio 5 Live of a Saturday morning with a co-host called Louise who is off in a couple of weeks mm. and they said, do you know anyone... So I had a long list of people, <laughs> actually. I said Ed Miliband would be great oh, for this. Oh. Uh, but he's, he does park run on a Saturday morning. Oh, okay, okay. It was you. It was yeah. only ever you. Oh. I was just like so excited to get to suggest you and uh, and and you have very graciously agreed to do it. I can't wait. So Annabelle and I will be on BBC Radio 5 Live for one morning only on Saturday the 29th of June from 9 till 11am. After which, the two of us and my mother-in-law 
we'll be getting on a train to Hebden Bridge for the first oh. ever Adrift live show. What a day that it's is going to be. It's going to be quite the day. What a day yeah. that is going to be. So something to look forward to. And if you come into Hebden Bridge, can't wait to see you. If you're not, if you support us on Patreon, you'll be able to hear that live show. So, uh, you know, go to patreon.com stroke adrift. If you enjoy the podcast, pledge a little bit of money, even if it's a pound or two every month. I mean, what what is that? £12 a year? Yeah. £24 a year? More than that, if you want. I mean, there's no upwards limit if you are, you know, uh, some kind of philanthropist Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to give it to better causes. (laughs) (laughs) Or you've already given it to good causes Mm -hmm. and now you're working your way down the less good ones. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, you'll be able to get that. But that's going to be great, being reunited on the airwaves. Something for your parents to be proud of. (laughs) Yes. Being on the BBC. I have asked Annabelle if you, you will just maybe just tone down the accent a little bit. Yes, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. I've <laughs> been practising for you. Uh, so so that'll be good. And then Hampton uh, Bridge will be great. And the other thing I was going to ask you about here while I've got you mm. is any news on the badges? There is news on the badges. So we were talking about this last week mm. and I was saying that I could get these made, but what we're going to put on them and what they're going to look like, it's a bit trickier than the pencils. And a few people, I'd say a few, like maybe more than five people upwards of six maybe got in touch to say they would be happy to help um so i think maybe i'll just have to like go with the first one and say you were first thank you so much that's amazing this is great or we could do it like a gallery like on um tony hart vision on take heart where listeners send in their designs yeah and we show a few on the podcast Hang on, that doesn't quite work. Yeah. We could put them on social media. Put them on our Facebook page. And then pe- perhaps people could vote. Well, it feels a bit competitive. It does feel it? competitive. Not, not very not really driftery, us, that, does it? <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Okay, well, can I can I leave that in your hands? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. When I, you, said, you said earlier, oh, I've got an update on the badges, I, th- I'm st- I thought, oh, here we go. And I'm so relieved that I haven't, you haven't started about units <laughs> and bulk buying. Yeah. Have you got a lock-up? <laughs> You should consider getting a lock-up. So when, when I start using the word pallets, you need to really, really not worry. <laughs> anyway, so what, what happens next then with the badges? Well, I guess I'll get in touch with the first person who got in touch with us and get them designed. Then I can get them made. Maybe get them made in time for the Hebden Bridge. Is that, is that going to be a bit of a push? Though? We're two weeks away at this point, aren't we? In fact, we're oh, yeah. a week and a half away. Oh, maybe you know, what are, the, what are the lead times? Yeah, I think usually it's eight days. Right, yeah. And I'll look into it. It's possible to get them done by then. That'd be nice. If not, then after then. After? Yeah. What about after then? We've got after a lot to then. look forward to. We've yeah. got our brief but triumphant return to radio. Yeah. Then yeah. we've got the live show. Why don't we save them till after that so okay. people have got something to look forward okay. to? Okay, good idea. Yeah. Also, can I just ask a question? Mm-mm. What if the first person who emailed mm. isn't the best person? Yeah, but that's just tricky, isn't it? We just have to deal with that. I think they will be the best person. Okay. Because they were the keenest. That doesn't always mean they're the best. <laughs> the person who puts the hand up first in class. Yeah, yeah. Because here's, here's something that used to annoy me. I quite often was that person who would have his hand up all the time and to be straining to get seen so much so that I was holding my arm with my other arm going, mm, like that, miss. And... There's something about that that is annoying to teachers. Yeah, yeah. They and they deliberately it. don't pick you. They hate it, especially if you make any kind of noises. Mm, yeah. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, they hate it. But it's enthusiasm. Why are you being punished for your enthusiasm? No. We don't want to punish this person for their enthusiasm. For no, being exactly. The first We're going to be opposite to teachers. All right. Uh, badge news coming soon. 
many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Drift. Under your control. With Jeff, Lloyd, and Annabelle Port. Went to a parents' meeting last night for my son's nursery, which you know, it was, was stressful because I thought I'd have to interact with the other parents when in actual fact, just what I did was hide behind my wife and let her do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about oral hygiene. Okay. Is this a normal thing to happen? I think so. Yeah. So they, they've got a lady from the NHS to talk about sort of brushing kids' teeth and stuff. Okay. But I learned a fact that I think is going to blow your mind. Oh, go on. Talk, talk me through when you brush your teeth. What do you do? What, from the very beginning? Yep. Put the toothbrush, put the toothpaste on my brush. How much, by the way? How much? Pea size. Yeah, that's right. You know, on the adverts, they'll put like a whole oh, no. sort of stripe. You don't need to. Pea size Wasteful. is fine. Pea Wasteful. size is fine, fine but ca- yeah. ca- carry on. Yeah. But pea size amount of toothbrush. Yeah. Uh, turn it on because yeah. I'm electric. Oh, right. Yeah. Not acoustic. No. Not no. even when you're feeling mellow. <laughs> no, never. Okay. I'm always electric. Uh, then I put it in my mouth mm-hmm. and I move it around. Move it around. Yeah. And then um, I spit out. Spit out. Yeah. Rinse my teeth. Shouldn't do that. I shouldn't rinse my toothbrush. No. Oh, I thought you could say rinse your mouth. No, well, I rinse out with mouthwash. Shouldn't do that either. <laughs> what? Okay, I know you're not supposed to necessarily always rinse out because it, keep, it keeps the fluoride in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. So after I you brush your mouthwash. No, they, the, she, the, this woman seemed to think mouthwash was a big con really? unless a doctor had told you to use it specifically because you get a lot of ulcers or something. Oh. But no, the thing that amazed me was once you brushed your teeth, you shouldn't rinse your mouth out. You should leave, after you've done your spittings, you should leave the toothpaste in there because it carries on oh, working oh, you're still, like, for about just, half an hour. Is that right? Yeah. So you can rinse in half an hour? Yeah, I guess so, but it's doing its work. You know, it needs about half an hour to do its work, the toothpaste. And you are allowed to spit the excess. Yeah, spitting is fine. Yeah, spitting is fine. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That is interesting. There we go. Yeah. I, uh, I also did something heroic, although it's a quiet heroism that nobody would know about. Okay. Hence me mentioning it now. <laughs> yeah. And it is, I realise that it's a rare occasion where I really do feel like a hero. Mm. It, it is quite disgusting, so... If you're easily disgusted, you maybe want to turn the podcast down for 10 seconds. How do I deal with this? Or skip forwards. (laughs) You just have to live with it. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, you sometimes go into the toilet. Yeah. And the person who has been in there before has left evidence of their existence. Yeah. I'm not talking about when they don't flush. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about... They flush, but there's evidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've left a trail. Yeah, 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 we get it, we get it. So here's when I feel like a hero... Oh, when God. I use the stream of my own urine oh, God. to clean that off. Oh, my. That's disgusting. I feel like one of those people using those machines to get chewing gum off the pavement. Quite a powerful stream you've got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I'm pushing 50 and 46. But, you know, I think <laughs> it's quite something. Five years left of that. <laughs> Five years left. And you have just been trickling. Well, I will be on. continuing to provide this service for people for for another five years okay. before it all starts mm. to go. What you say? Go a bit dribbly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to mention this, but I well, I mean, so so then after that, mm. my wife and I, because the meeting was in a pub, 
They Must they used to, hit. yeah. They, they, it's getting stranger and stranger. Yeah, they took out a room upstairs at the pub and they had a bar tab. No. Yeah. So people could just help themselves to drinks. Yeah. Or help themselves. Well, yeah. I always get free drinks. Really? I ordered a salad. You didn't? No, I didn't know. But I thought, <laughs> I wonder if because I don't drink yeah. alcohol. Like me having a salad would have been the equivalent of somebody else having a, a gin and tonic or something. Yeah, that's so true. But I didn't. I okay. just had a fizzy pop. Okay. Um, Anyway, so after after it, after it, the the meeting had ended, my wife and I stayed in the pub mm. and had a bit of tea. And I'm sure I've talked about this before, but it was one of these ones where you order your food, and then they give you this little machine like a buzzer. Oh yeah, with yeah. a flashing red light on it, which then vibrates mm. when your food is ready, and you have to go and collect it. And just has anybody ever had one of those things and just not? felt anxious the whole time oh, that it wasn't in range oh, yeah. it wasn't connected that you'll miss it somehow yeah even though it's almost impossible you to keep miss. picking it up yeah, yeah. like every now and again the light flashes red to show you that the battery's still working mm. was that it did it just go off i tend to put my hand on it just to, you know to be extra <laughs> extra sure yeah, yeah yeah they don't make life easier they just no. make it more stressful it's coming for you can you believe they just did that qc quandary corner Oh, love it. At the Glap Clinic here in Problematic, Drifter's Dilemmas. If you have found yourself in a social situation or regularly find yourself in a social situation and you don't know what the rules are, if you just want instructions on how to behave, then we are here to provide that service for you. First one's from Megan. I have a question for Quandary Corner in the Problematic Knowledge College, etc. I'm currently on a train that was very busy to start with, lots of people having to stand for the first couple of stops. And so I have someone sat next to me, normally something I try to avoid for long journeys. The rest of the coach has thinned out considerably to the point where there are now numerous spaces where there are two free seats on their own. Now, any normal person in my mind would move from having to sit next to a stranger to sit on their own. But the very tall man next to me has not moved at all. It's not like he's fallen asleep and hasn't noticed. He has just opted to stay. Normally I would move, but I'm in the window seat and would have to ask him to get up only for me to move a few seats away from him, which might look odd. Plus, I always feel it's the job of the aisle seat person to disperse in this situation. Mm. I guess what I'm asking is, am I wrong for expecting him to move? Or do you agree that he is the weird one for staying next to someone when there are ample seats to move to? So I th- I think there's a touch of six of one, half a dozen the other here. Because mm-hmm. as a drifter, mm. so so let me let me be clear here. Yeah, I think yeah, move like everybody in life just wants to be away from other people most of the time. You yeah. want your own space, and that is understood. But as a drifter, if I was in his position, mm. I would worry that you would feel insulted if I moved away from you. I totally agree. In that situation, I I personally don't move because I feel that I'm then communicating the message. I'm happy to sit next to you. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't smell. You're doing nothing to offend me. I'm just. I'm not going to offend you by moving away. Yes, even though I want to move away desperately. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So does that answer the question? I just. I think it'd be nice if there was a rule that, regardless of whether that person was in a way offending you, it's fine to move. I mean, it would just be nice if we all understood in life that none of us really like sharing our space with other people. Yeah. Okay, let's reverse it. So you're sitting next to the window yeah, and the, it thins out and the person next to you gets up and moves. How do you feel? So I feel 75% relieved, 
25% what is wrong with me that they moved away. I think I'm more 50-50. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it is a worry. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe the rule is you just have have to sit and stay. You Mm. can't move. Mm, And you certainly can't ask them to move so that you can move. She mm. was right there. You, you can't be the one that says, oh, excuse me, and gets them to move so you can go away. No yeah, way, no yeah. way, no okay, way. Okay, okay. All right, that's that dealt with oh, then. Oh, wow, okay. Now, this one is from Grand Count James Gates. I have an issue for Quandry Corner. I work for an organisation of around 850 people, mostly based at one site in the town in which I live. My question is... Should you acknowledge and maybe say hello to people out of work when you don't normally do the same whilst at work, even when you're pretty sure that you both recognise each other? This is where the half smile comes in, isn't it? Can you even imagine working in a town and like 850 people you work with and you're seeing them all the time? I would have to move towns. It's horrendous. It is horrendous. I think the the first answer is move towns (laughs) or jobs. But the second answer in the meantime... There's probably some equation for size of the size of company yeah. to what the size of town you need to live in to make yeah. sure those people are properly dissipated yes, yeah, yeah. amongst the population. Yeah, 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 yeah. But until we've got that equation, mm. and in the meantime, before he moves towns, what should he do? Half smile. Okay, do just show me what this looks like. Well, the trouble is I don't think I'm good at it. And I think, like, you know, as my wife has told me before now, I've got a creepy smile. And mm. I think when I half smile at people in the street, it tends to unnerve them rather than show any kind of warmth okay so but not- i have it a lot i mean i have it a lot sort of around my neighborhood anyway because i feel that i'm seeing other parents all the time at this nursery but i don't remember faces mm. so if i see somebody with a kid i half smile at them mm. i mean i tone it down a bit if i'm not with a kid because i'm worried i look like a pervert <laughs> right yeah understandable but, you know hang on a second let me like that that was fine was it fine I was expecting it to be much creepier did it have a touch of a grimace to it no it was actually nice because I worry that when I do half smile it looks like it, it looks like so uh, it's looked like uh, you know somebody's strapped a bomb to me and they're going to they're in my ear saying right you have to smile at this person and like I really don't want to do it but I'm doing it under duress (laughs) or something like you know I I don't feel that I give much warmth when I smile what about a nod have you ever experimented with a nod I think the trick with the nod which I didn't know for many years is the nod has to go backwards not forwards oh I didn't know that like that no that looks that's a bit kind of okay I'm going to give you a forwards nod this is worse Oh gosh, I don't know. Backwards feels backwards feels a bit snotty. Do you think? I don't know. It's got a bit of a swagger to it. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. Well, it's the thing if you if you nod forwards, it's like you're an old man in the Yorkshire Dales. It's like oh, what about this half smile, very 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 slight nod backwards with a slightly raised eyebrow? I'll do it to you now. Too much. Oh, too much. I was being so subtle. Okay, come on then, give us the definitive answer. Well, I think half smile is the definitive answer, okay. isn't it? But right. I think you know, I think the best answer is your first answer, which is move to a different town. Great, okay. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or a story to share with us, we would love to hear from you. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Man in the Echo 
provided our backing music, good old man and the Echo playing live a lot over the summer. You must go and see them. They are an excellent live band. They have new music too. Um, I'll tell you who's done the artwork is this guy Cold War Steve. Do you know who I mean? He does yes, that Twitter account yes. with like sort of collage pictures, which almost always. I think they do, the, the common thing is they always feature Steve McFadden. Yeah, yeah. You know, as uh, our radio show fairly much always would feature Steve McFadden. We should try and get him on as a guest <laughs> for this one-off show we're doing. What if he knows though about everything I was saying over the years? <laughs> uh, Emily Harrison provided the incidental music. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made the eye dents. Patrick Gunning and Iwana Babu provided technical support. Kim Rainey made the artwork and Carla Gowlett took the photos. Thank you for listening. And look, Mummy, a pirate! Adrift. Adrift. Okay, publications then, Annabelle. Okay. Just uh, opening up the old, firing up the old Gmail. And here we have the publication from I.R. Lindsay, mm. who says, Yo, Jeff and Annabelle. Yo. Yo! I am requesting a publication for myself. Sorry, I, I paused there because I banged my head on the microphone stand. I thought, was that audible to the listeners? And then I thought it probably wasn't. And even if it was, then I can just sort of get out of it by explaining that I banged my head rather than stopping the recording, starting all over again, having yeah. to delete the file, that'd restart be, it. That would be annoying. It would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very disruptive, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I.R. Lindsay, I'm requesting a publication for myself just because. I mention you guys to many folk whenever there's a cardboard box around and I feel the need to put it on my head. Who's that what's got a box on their head? Mm. But no one has admitted they're drifting to me or told me that they uh, told me since that they've found you. Maybe you could ask for me. Does anyone know Imperial Regent Lindsay W. in Chippenham? If so... Maybe they could present me with Annabelle's book at my next ageing day. What a gift that would be. Have you still got a job lot of them? A few left. Well, say a few. <laughs> a few hundred, no. <laughs> About 50 left. That's why you've taken them to Hebden Bridge. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. Better that than them being pulped, isn't it? Well, that's what's going to happen to them. So, yeah. Um, maybe you could ask for me. Oh, we've done that bit already. Oh, my brother has even met you both, but it's too socially acceptable to be a drifter. At Absolute Radio's first uh, first birthday party, he went up to you, Jeff, and told you how much I liked your show. You quickly pulled Annabelle into the awkwardness for me uh, just to say, even my mum knows who you are, and you laughed painfully. <laughs> oh, I think that's just my laugh, really. Quite painful. Yeah. I think like, I would have enjoyed hearing that. Yeah. I mean, because for all my stuff, if somebody comes up to me and says a nice thing, I don't really know what to say back. Mm. But on some level, I am just enjoying it. It's just always lovely to hear. Yeah. Um, but that makes me feel bad because I try... Because I think for a long time, if somebody came up to me and said something nice, my instinct would be like, but why? Oh, no, it's terrible. There must be better things for you to listen to. <laughs> and I decided that wasn't a very graceful way to act. Mm. So I've tried to be more graceful. But it's obviously not working. Well, this was a long time ago, wasn't it? Two thousand nine. Just seems seems like a minute ago. Yeah, that doesn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Hold on, we were at a party. Yeah, that does seem weird. <laughs> I try to think where it was, but I can't. I, no memory, sorry. No. At the party, even. Says, uh, what I meant by that was you were such a big part of my day that you were referred to as if you were just friends I hung out with. I'm trying to make this less awkward and, and uh, relieve what I've been carrying with me all these years, but I suspect I've just brought a new creepiness on myself. You haven't, honestly. No. Like, I just, it's the nice, it genuinely is the nicest thing if if somebody enjoys the work be it this or the radio show or, or whatever mm. it's so lovely to hear and i'm sorry if i don't do a good job of responding well to that i, t- I told you a while ago somebody came up to me in manchester and said a nice thing and then i somehow made it into a, an awkward interaction oh, no. but i had the self-awareness to say to say look here you go you're getting an you're getting a very <laughs> adrift social interaction here this is awkward right yeah. but um honestly please please do i mean now I'm sounding too needy, but it's really good for my self-esteem when this kind of thing happens because it happens so rarely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I won't bother with all the stuff that Annabelle will cross out. We all know it's there. Uh, I will ask: Should I be using a capital D for drifter? Good question. This is Very. this is something I struggle with when mm. I upload the podcast every mm-hmm. week. What do you think? I think yes. I think yes. But then, what if people think you're in the band, the Drifters? Don't Under think, the boardwalk. I don't think anyone's thinking that any of us are in the drifters. No. no. Wouldn't it be great if one of the drifters was, in fact, a drifter? Oh, it'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, they don't seem like it. They seem so assured mm, yeah. when they're singing about being up on that roof or going to the movies on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Hugging and a kissing on the back row of the movies. I think it's too much to ask for, but it would be nice. I think it's weird to hug on the back row of the movies. Kissing's not great, but the hugging is stranger, I think. Yeah, because hugging, you're not actually watching the movie. Yeah, I mean, kissing, you're not either, really. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> But just hugging seems like a strange yeah, thing. Hugging something you do like when something bad happened, isn't it? <laughs> Why would you hug otherwise? <laughs> oh, we've got some uh, red hot qu- uh, commentary about a song that was out like fifty <laughs> odd years ago. Anyway, I think capital D. I think capital D too. Yeah, I understand why there's some conjecture about it, but having given it some thought myself, mm. I think it, it is. Otherwise, you know, are we insinuating that you're some kind of hobo? Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for sticking with us all this time, Lindsay. It, it really uh, it really does mean something to us. And uh, if, if you if you see me in the street, I can maybe each week I could like put my diary online and then, you know, people could make sure they come up to me and say nice <laughs> things for my self-esteem. Good, good idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. If you would like a podication, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.